My passion is with the next generation because I really believe that they are the most important generation. Guys, my name is Eric Fretz. Um, I was raised in Northern Virginia, came out here a couple years ago, went to ODU. I'm now at Regent studying to earn my Master's of Divinity. Um, married to a beautiful woman named Stacy. We're about to have a baby in a month. So life is changing drastically as we speak. Um, I am also, you guys may know me by, by another name, um, and that is Genghis Khan. That was what Mike Simone calls me. Um, and that's because I'm his personal trainer. I make him do crazy things in the gym, uh, pick up heavy things, and I might be one of the only people who can make Michael sweat, right? <laughs> um, been training Michael for probably three and a half, four years. I mean, time has just flown by. But uh, you can rest assured that I was heavily vetted three and a half year interview process, probably the longest one I've ever been through. Um, <laughs> And I'm really happy to announce that this week we actually spoke to the elders. Me and Stacy went to the elders, and I am now the student director, middle and high school. So I'm super excited about that. Super excited. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm having a blast. It's amazing. Um, but, but, you know, I, I truly have come to think that the greatest generation is our next generation. I think we really need to say yes. And one way, to an, one way or another, we all can say yes to the next generation. Um, not only our students here at Spring Branch, but in general. You know, students, I mean, you know, everywhere. At home, um, just your friends. I, I really think that they're the greatest generation. They're the hope of the church. Uh, from, from the kids and students, I've, I've gotten the pleasure to, to know and, and to just develop a relationship with and cultivate um, just something amazing with them. I found that somewhere underneath all the drama and the relationships and the ring dances and the proms and, and, and all those things, greatness lies somewhere beneath all that. Um, I truly, I truly believe that. But you tell students that they're great and inevitably the next question is gonna be, who's the greatest of them all? Which is the title of this talk. When I think of the greatest, it makes me think of like my teens when, when I thought boxing was super cool and I thought maybe I could even be a boxer until I tried it, got hit in the face once or twice and I was like, not for me. Um, you know, but it reminds me of Muhammad Ali. He was one of my favorite guys. I would, you know, watch the highlight classics. I wasn't around when he was actually boxing, but, you know, I'd wa watch the, the compilations of his greatest fights or go on YouTube and watch him. And, you know, I was dancing around like I was Muhammad Ali and I was, you know, swinging. And, and he would always say, I'm the greatest, you know, and I was saying, I'm the greatest, like I was Muhammad Ali. Um, but I say that to say this. I truly believe that in all of us, there's a deep desire to be great or to achieve greatness or to leave a lasting legacy, not only, you know, our own lives, but in the lives of others, um, you know, something that, that will last beyond us. Um, in the same way, so did the apostles, some of Jesus' closest friends and followers. In Mark 9:33, it talks about um, Jesus and his apostles going on the road to Capernaum. And on the road there, 
the apostles were debating. They were kind of arguing with each other about who was the greatest among them. You know, and I can imagine Luke saying, you know, like, I healed three dudes today. And, and uh, you know, Matthew's like, that's it? You know, I cast out five demons. And, and, and you know, someone else, and Matthew's saying, you know, why well, raise the guy from the dead like Jesus did, just, just like with, Nat, with Lazarus. And, uh, and so they get to the place that they're going. I think Jesus is kind of overhearing this um, on the way to this house that they're heading to in Capernaum. When they finally get there, Jesus says, hey, guys, what were, you, what were y'all talking about? What, what were you fighting about on the road? And they didn't want to talk about it. They kind of stayed silent. Um, Jesus proceeded to kind of turn the world upside down, or maybe right side up. He said, look, if you want to be great, if you want to be the greatest, you've got to be the least. And if you want to be first place, then you have to take last place. If you want to be a leader, then you have to be the servant of all. The great paradox that We've probably all heard before if you've been around the church. But what I think that a lot of us miss sometimes is Mark 9, 37, where Jesus then, directly after that, brings a child into the room, takes him in his arms. And he says, look, guys, whoever embraces one of these little children as I do embraces me. And far more than me, God who sent me. That was the message version. The NLT, it says, whoever welcomes Whoever welcomes a little, little child like this. Amplified version says, whoever receives a little child like this. So Jesus is talking about saying yes to the next generation. He diverts their attention from their own gifts and their own skills and what they think is re- true greatness, and he points to a little child. We need to embrace, welcome, and receive our next generation. Maybe he was talking about true greatness in the sense of leaving a lasting legacy through leaving an impact, leaving an indent, leaving your experience and your wisdom and everything that you've gone through, all the blessings that you've received, everything that you've gotten in life, sharing that with the next generation and how that really builds their faith more so than a lot of things that we can do or say. Tom Miller said yes when he decided to serve um, with our SOAR ministry. Denise Castleberry, as you saw, said yes as she serves uh, tech and getting everybody together for Rock City. Um, Christy Owens, a, a, uh, a girl who just graduated this year. I got the, got the pleasure of hanging out with her a lot this year. And she says yes every single Sunday when she goes and holds babies and probably gets puked on and, and uh, you know, has to change diapers, I'm sure. I'm sure. And so I, I we'll probably be getting some of that pretty soon. I'm not... I'm not used to that yet, but hopefully I will be. Um, Anna Strickland, a.k.a. Anna Banana, says yes every year when she runs our CSSM program for local marginalized youth, which is actually right around the corner. I'm super excited about that as well. Um, Matt Simons says yes when he decided that, uh, you know, at a time where there was a call to the congregation to say, hey, we need people to serve. He stepped up, served, and now he was a, you know, serving as a senior guy, small group leader, and he's amazing, one of, our, um, one of our awesome volunteers. Our students say yes all the time because what I love about Spring Branch, one of the coolest things that I really found here was that all the students, just like you saw with Kylie, she was talking about she served in Rock City and when she was old enough, she served with middle school all of our students want to give back, want to pour back into a younger generation. And it's amazing. I love that. I love that culture, and I love that tradition here at Spring Branch. It's, it's like next level, next level. So 
Um, you know, I think so many people are saying yes, and you guys, I'm sure, say yes in so many amazing ways as it is. But look, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to say yes. Are you ready to say yes with me? You know, the students need you to say yes at the end of the day. That's what it's all about. Maybe God is asking you to say yes. Um, who better to invest in our students than us? You know, that's, that's, what, that's what God blessed us for. That's what, that's what we're here for, to pour into the next generation. Let it be us. Let it be me and you. Um, you know, it goes further than the walls of this church, like Natalie was talking about. It goes, it goes home with you. You know, it's, it's in those little car rides. It's in those small moments that you find God, that you can bring God up and make him a part of your everyday life. Here's my point. What the next generation needs is someone who has gone before them to be for them. Not my own quote, but I really like that quote. Um, someone who has gone before them to be for them. Sharing all those things that you've gone through, that God has done through you, in you, that he's going to do through you. You know, we need to recognize those things and pass them on. If you believe like I do, that our kids and our students are the greatest hope of our church, our community, you know, our future world, I mean, they are the future. If you want to see this church rise up, grow, thrive, and be greatest, you know, and great in the kingdom, then we need to say yes to our students. By doing so, we say yes to Jesus. You know, we, we allow them to realize that they are known by God and that they can know God. We not only say yes to Jesus, but when we embrace and we welcome and receive our kids, we honor our Father in heaven. My passion is with the next generation because I believe that they are the greatest generation. Thank you.